Stealers of the Podcast End of the Year Spectacular. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. We have a special guest for our last episode of the year. Extra, She's extra our special fir- guest. Yeah, first guest ever, and mm-hmm. for good reason. So without further ado, we'd, um, and I've, I've always wanted to introduce someone, and I don't think I ever have, um, we'd like to welcome the multi-talented, the incomparable. Allison starts singing some kind of entrance song. Um, oh, beautiful. Something we, wait, wait, do we have to pay for that? Is that free? Uh, no, I think it's royalty free because I think it's that, like, it's the American flute song. Uh, I'm sure trumpet fanfare is free, whatever, applause app, whatever you yeah, need appla- to do. We'll do I, think yeah. amaz- <laughs> I, I think Amazing Grace is royalty free. <laughs> okay, so anyways, we'd like to welcome the very funny Mika. Welcome, Mika. Oh, yes, hey, thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And thank oh, you for uh, doing it with us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh as many of- for talking. I know. In real life. I know. <laughs> and with voices. With voices. Oh, my God. As many of you know, Mika's been a writer for Delisted since 2017. And I'm so lucky to have her there. And we're lucky to have you to join us through our walk through this shitty year. <laughs> it's been a doozy. How was your 2020, Mika? Um, well, you know, I mean, I'm uh, hashtag blessed. I mean, working and uh, healthy. And um, I got to do a little bit of traveling right before the lockdown. So I got at least a little bit out of my system. We were, yeah. uh, my husband and I went to New York. Um, oh. and, and, the, and we got back like right before, like literally like the week after California went on lockdown. So. No, like you can't leave. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. just in time. Yeah, I remember so we were there and we were like on the subway and like doing all this crazy stuff. We were going to the airport and my husband's like, let's take the subway. And I was like, can we take the, um, take a car? Cause it's like getting kind of dirty out there. Like there's a lot of this germ around, right? Shouldn't we be worried? And he's like, no. So we spent three hours on the subway going to the fucking airport, touching everything. So, well, the germs probably killed the germs on the subway, probably killed the coronavirus. That's probably true. And I probably drank enough that trip to like immunize myself for at least, you know, a couple of weeks. So, yeah, that's what I tell myself too. Yeah. <laughs> so, you totally did. Yeah. Yeah. So. But other than that, I, you know, I've been just doing, doing the thing. And, uh, but, um, uh, the one, the one real blessing is we got a, we got a little dog last year. So, we've had, oh, that. yeah, I love that dog. I've had someone to pour all my anxiety into. Yeah, and go a, for walks. Exactly. Get outside. A reason exactly. to get outside. Yeah. Run to the runner to the emergency vet when she gets like a, a rawhide stuck in her throat. You know that kind of thing. Oh. That's that's like a lovely ten thousand dollar bill. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I literally I would know I'm just probably shouldn't have done it. We were in the car, so it was like a. She uh, her name is Audrey too because she's just like everything goes in her mouth, and. Um, she had this had this rawhide and she and I was like, mm, that's kind of a big piece that she's kind of sucking on and she choked it down and then this is getting very like, pornographic oh, by the way. Oh, and like I was like, oh god, oh god, oh god. So I like run and I crank her mouth open. And I like reach in. And I try to pull it out and I could just touch it with the tip of my fingers, but I couldn't quite grab it. So I got like some tweet some uh, what do you call it? Not tweezers, the bigger ones. Thongs, tongs, tongs. tongs. <laughs> Your thong, you pulled off. And I just strangled her with him. This is getting hot. No. <laughs> Um, pull, I tried to pull it out and I couldn't. So we like rushed her to the emergency vet and I like gave her mouth to meth, which apparently you're not supposed to do. You gave oh. her mouth to meth. What's <laughs> so panic, man? Mika, you're like Baywatch. <laughs> I went into full yeah. like mama bear mode. Dog watch. Not on my watch, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she lived. Thankfully, she made it. yeah, thankfully. <laughs> How was your 2020, Allison? 
Oh my gosh. Well, my mine didn't involve choking back any rawhide bones. <laughs> that that's your college days. Yeah, I left those I left those behind, you know, last year cuz I just gra- I just got out of college. Well, I'm so you've young. never been to a rawhide um, rave before? <laughs> oh, yeah, I used to yeah, I used to go to these rawhide gangbangs. <laughs> We're we gonna have to list this podcast in the <laughs> category for this week. Um, my 2020 was, you know what, very much kind of like Mika. It's like I have a job, I have a roof over my head, I'm you know happy as a clam. I also was traveling right before lockdown, so I went to Florida, <gasps> and mm-hmm. and so like when I went to Florida, I went in like the middle of February, like around Valentine's Day, not for Valentine's Day, but I mean, yeah, sure, why not? Because it's the most romantic place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> the Venice of the South, they call it. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was I was on like the Redneck Riviera, so everybody knows that's the classiest part of Florida. The most romantic for Valentine's Day. No, but like when I was going through the airport, same thing. That was like when the virus when we first started talking about it. And I was like, Oh, should we be wearing masks and stuff like that? And like it's like, no, it's fine. This is February. And then I got back and I remember like reading about like, oh, they've got all these cases in all these places and stuff and so i'm like you know what i'm gonna i'm like a prepper by nature so i'm like i'm gonna go buy tons of cans of food and just in case we go into lockdown even though in my like my heart of hearts i was like we might be we might be locked down for like two days (laughs) well canada i mean who knows anything's possible in canada it's true but um yeah so my lockdown was okay the only downside was like i did i tried to do like all the I like baking and making my own bread and stuff, which was great. That was really a lot of fun. So I bought like the big Costco bag of flour, which I'm not kidding, took me like six months to work through. And um, every container in my house was filled with flour. And um, yeah, I bought a whole bunch of canned uh, seafood because I heard that that's a good way to get vitamins. And um, so I have all this like canned mackerel that's expired. You were making mackerel bread? No, I couldn't. No, I'd open it up and be like, this is gross and I wouldn't want to eat it. And so like now I have all kinds of like canned oysters and canned mackerel. Are they bulging? Um, well, they're in a drawer. I haven't looked at them in a while. Yeah. So otherwise my, my lock, my 2020 is gone. Okay. My lockdown's all right. My daughter is in daycare. So I'm, you know, I'm living that risky life. Hey, you gotta do it. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. But Michael, how was your 2020? Wonderful. Let's do it again. Let's start all over. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. I mean, no, it was horrible, but yeah. we got through it somehow. Well, there's still like 15 days left. So, yeah, don't <laughs> jinx it. Don't jinx it. But okay, so we're going to count down what we think are the top 10 stories of the year. We started with like 900 options or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. And <laughs> we narrowed it down to 10 which was hard because it felt like a lot happened and it felt like this year was 10 decades long. So we're not going to cover any celebrity deaths. Uh, There were some huge ones like Chadwick Boseman. We mostly stuck with like scandals, legal stuff, and of course, Dick, which is what we're starting with because (laughs) this is delisted and we run on Dick. So... Number 10 is uh, the dick pic that rocked the internet and genitals everywhere. Uh, Mika and Allison, do you remember where you were when Chris Evans' dick pic leaked? Um, 
I was at home and I saw, um, <laughs> I was sitting on my couch and I saw like a alert on Twitter being like, Chris Evans, uh, penis picture, whatever. And then of course I tried to find it and I couldn't find it. Like I was doing the wrong search. It was hard to find at first. Yeah. It was really hard to find. And then there was like, then I got into all these weird like fan made pictures and I was like, oh, this is not what I want. <laughs> but yes, I was at, I was at home in my house. I can't believe you remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like just everything. It's been like a series of like either me sitting in bed looking at Twitter, either my, me at my computer looking at Twitter, or uh, looking at Twitter while I'm watching TV. And so it was at one of those points. In yeah, which... you're at one of those locations. Yeah. Yeah, it was September 12th, <laughs> which was a Saturday. I kind of remember it. But um, so Chris was doing an Instagram live of him and his friends playing a game of Heads Up, and that's not a sexy game. That's that Ellen <laughs> DeGeneres game where you know. How do you explain that game? I mean, it's, it's that one with the, you have put your phone and you have to like put your phone up on your forehead and like flip it back or something. Yeah. And it says like squirrel and people. Yeah. Is this like password? Yes. Like password. Exactly. So they were playing that. At the end of it, he accidentally shared a screenshot of his camera roll. And on that camera roll were, you know, pictures of him, which that was more embarrassing, like Photoshop photo shoot pictures of him mm-hmm. and a very dark pic of a dick and the dick <laughs> belonged to him it trended for like two days because it was the weekend we were all in quarantine and it was dick and it was captain america's dick i mean that's yeah. not just any dick that's a that's a dick dick, dick. yeah <laughs> in fact i think i the first time i saw it it was a meme to the actual picture Someone had put like a cape on it, and then I saw one with little Batman ears on it. You know, that I, mean, I didn't see the actual dick without it having some kind of accoutrement for a very long time. <laughs> accoutrement. Yeah. Also, no, I didn't see. I'm going to go back and look that up because I didn't see that. The Batman ears doesn't even make any sense because that's like a DC Marvel. <laughs> that's like the wrong. Look, I can still appreciate it. You know, it's also possible that my mind filled that in. Yeah. <laughs> Quite possible. <laughs> So Chris shoved it off at first and tweeted that now that he has everyone's attention, he wants us to vote on November 3rd. So basically, we have Captain America's dick to thank for taking down Donald Trump. Oh, I'm pretty sure that Joe Biden's going to mention that in his um, inauguration speech. Yes. Thank you to <laughs> Captain America's dick. Mm-hmm. For yeah. So Chris brought it up again, or actually Tamron Hall brought it up again when she when he was on her show a few days later and said that he's embarrassed, but thanked his fans for their support. So that was the whole dick pic scandal. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, I guess he probably was really embarrassed because it wasn't intentional. No, I would have been fucking mortified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would have been done. Really- I would have deleted my Twitter. I would have just like retired. I'd be like, well, thanks. Thank you, uh, Hollywood, for the career. I'm going to go retire into the mountains. You're never going to hear from me again. I'm going to go legally change my name. Well, it wouldn't so much be that I like the world saw my dick. It would be how it happened. It was like such yeah. a mom, middle age mom thing. way. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. would embarrass <laughs> me. The dick pic, I mean, who cares? It's a dick. We've all seen them. Most, well, not Allison. She's a virgin. Think for yourself. <laughs> not Mika. She's a virgin. Yeah. But us sluts, we've seen them. <laughs> but let me ask you both this. So Chris Evans' dick leaking was big news, pun, pun intended. Mm-hmm. But um, who could top that? Like, who could, mm. if their dick leaked, would be even bigger news? Look, I'm going to say the name that popped in my head immediately. I had a joke for this, and I'm like, fuck the joke. Oh. John Hamm. If we, ah, if that yes. happened, 
my phone would crash my internet would just like <laughs> the thing that connects the internet to the wall would just catch on fire i'd i'd like have to take a week off of work i'd write a spec script for for a sequel to anaconda <laughs> yeah but i don't know if he can take dick pics oh you mean uh john ham you don't think he does it I don't think he can do it. He would need a wide lens or he would need like, <laughs> what's that like panorama, panorama thing in your feature. phone? Uh-huh. Yeah, you he could do it with that. Yeah. I mean, if we can get pictures of Mars and shit that are pretty clear, I think we can get... You're right. NASA will have to handle one. it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, so speaking of penises being places where they shouldn't have been, um, our number nine story is Dominic West and the thing that he may or may not have had with actress Lily James. So I need to preface this story by saying that I always used to get Dominic West confused with the actor who played Glangulia in The Wedding Singer. Mm. And that is not Who's him. That? That's I Matthew, don't even know who that that's is. That's Matthew Glave. So if you look them up, they're like identical. They're like twins. Somebody hasn't watched The Wire. I absolutely not have not. I've tried many times, but I have a really hard time. I know, Everybody tells me I got to get into it, but... That'll be 2021 for me. <laughs> you should have done it while you were baking bread. You had all that time. I know. I know. <laughs> I always get Dominic West confused with Dominic Cooper. Cooper, yes. Yes, now mm-hmm. that one I have I have uh, had to do a double take. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, yeah. So Dominic West is his own person. And I don't think, to the best of my knowledge, Dominic Cooper and Matthew Glaive have never had to issue a public apology statement about their marriage written on line paper and Sharpie. But... Dominic West has. So Dominic West, as Mika mentioned, so he was McNulty from The Wire. He was also the cheating husband from The Affair. Um, This is method acting, I guess. So in early October, 51-year-old Dominic West was seen, I'm just going to say, in all manner of canoodle with 31-year-old Lily Jane. (laughs) Oh, no, what did they call it in the Daily Mail? Oh, Lusty Lusty Nuzzling. Nuzzling. Yeah. So so they were in Rome and they were, um, their co-stars, pardon me, in a TV series called The Pursuit of Love. So Dominic will play Lily James's father, which that's a whole other thing. So um, they were seen kissing each other, riding a scooter together. Uh, they looked like they were having like a romantic lunch. It was very obvious that kind of like they're fucking. You know, yeah, it, they're fucking. Yeah. It's like you're like, oh look, two co-stars got together. So this is bad though because Lily is not his 49 year old wife, Catherine Fitzgerald. So. Catherine Fitzgerald might have been sort of a new name for some of us this year um, because she's not an actress. She is, um, she's like descended from Irish royalty. Is she a lady? I think she might be a lady. Maybe, yeah. Or it's like titled. One of those like aristocratic. You can do it, Allison. Try one more time. One more time. Aristocratic. (laughs) Yes. Okay, yes, I got yes. it. Okay. So she lives in like they have a castle. They're like she's very fancy. She's like a landscape architect or something like that. But wasn't his previous wife also a, a lady or like a titled uh, aristocrat? I'm not sure, but I mean, I, I can say maybe because yeah. he's, he's. Yeah, I think he's a title fucker. <laughs> Is Lily James like a lady or something? No, I don't know. That's the that's the uh, the 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 chick that with um uh hair uh. A Game of Thrones guy, his wife. Oh, oh Rose uh, Leslie Kit Harrington. Right. Yeah. Yes. Clint, Clint Harrington. Yes. Yes. He's married to Rose Leslie, and she's like royalty. Exactly. Not royalty, but like a lady, noble woman, if right. you will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> so, um, so they've been okay. So Dominic West and Catherine Fitzgerald, um, 
aristocratic Catherine Fitzgerald, a lady perhaps. They've been married for 10 years and they have four kids together. So after the pictures came out, Catherine was reportedly, my favorite word, blindsided. And mm-hmm. a day late, and because it, it was scandalous, we were all like, ooh. What's oh, going it on was. There? I mean, this is why it's on the list. I mean, it was juicy. It was scandal. It was great. We needed it. It was like a nice October autumn scandal. Yeah. <laughs> it was an October surprise. That was the October surprise we needed. <laughs> yeah. So um, they, a day kind of after the pictures came out, Dominic and his wife, Catherine Fitzgerald, decided to do kind of like an old fashioned photo op at their house so they like walked out together just to you know oh some random photographers waiting out there and they gave each other like a kiss and it was very like posing for a christmas card cute and then they placed a note in front of the photographers that read our marriage is strong and we're very much still together which i mean that would be the title of my memoir that'll be the yearbook (laughs) message i leave to people (laughs) Um, I mean, can you just having, can you imagine having to do that? Your <gasps> husband is Nobody like, had to do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're right. But can you imagine like being asked to do that? So whose idea was it? Did they say ever say whose idea it was? I don't know. But that's like, that is not a mutual decision. Someone is going into that being like, I do not want to do this. It's someone, someone left that situation being like, Thank God that's over. Now, Michael, you've been in the business for a long time. Have you and Allison, have either of you ever seen such a thing happen before with like a note in for, to like hold up for the paparazzi? That was a first for me. I thought it was so brazen and just chillingly in a good way, you know? Well, it was kind of like, it kind of reminded me of like Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt. They wouldn't do notes, but they would do my they would mime it basically. it was acting a lot of acting it was acting like yeah. they would tell a story with you know <laughs> yeah. with their you know they would cry so it kind of reminded me of that but they were str- like dominic and lady Catherine were straight up like posing for the paparazzi with <laughs> it was too much i loved letter it letter that i was like i didn't know well first of all i didn't know who Cat- lady Catherine was second of all i didn't know the guy from the affair was like that you know what I mean? I would think he would be the kind that would issue a statement, you know, through his publicist, not like photo op in front of his house with a line paper. They didn't even print that out. No, they had a Sharpie. Someone got a Sharpie. It, it must have been a quick decision, like last yeah. last minute. A very panicked publicist was like on the phone being like, uh, what, what do you have in front of you? Do you have a paper? Do you have a pen? Okay, just write this down. Write this down. They're like, oh, you mean, should we take it outside to the photographers? And they're like, no, don't do that. That's terrible. And they're like, oh my God, we did it. We took it outside to the photographers. We screwed up. <laughs> I mean, I love it. It reminded me, this is a, this is a real kind of a, it's a bit of a dork uh dive but it reminded me of when troy mcclure was dating um selma bouvier for like publicity and they're at the restaurant and they like i don't know i was like who are these people oh excuse me you guys these are characters from the simpsons oh apparently i was the only one who uh stayed at home on friday nights reading in high school oh my goodness all right well here's the thing so when it wasn't that wasn't the end that should this letter should have been the end it should have been the end because that's a perfect uh 
You can't I guess top denouement it. is the word. You can't top it. And so, but no, here's what got topped with it. Um, more pictures of Lily and Dominic, which were kind of like the ones that we saw before where they were like kissing and being together. Those were, you know, those hit the internet. And then we sort of learned that um, maybe their marriage isn't as strong as they said it is. Perhaps it has the tensile strength of dental floss because that's when we sort of learned that um, Lily reportedly thought that Dominic might have had like an open marriage situation with Catherine Fitzgerald. So that's sort of like the, you know, sources were saying that's kind of why she went ahead with it because she thought, okay, well, I think they have an agreement. But other sources were saying, no, there is no agreement. Catherine Fitzgerald thought she was married to Dominic West and like that they were just married with each other. So Lily James ended up canceling a bunch of interviews uh, because she was kind of doing promo work for the remake of Rebecca. Um, And uh, she eventually went back to like, you know, doing interviews. But for a while there, she was kind of like, oh, I don't want to talk to anyone. Catherine Fitzgerald uh, went on a work trip to Ireland, which I'm saying you can't see me doing this, but I'm doing work trip with air quotes right now. Because what work trip? But um, where we kind of last left it was uh, that Catherine is sort of weighing out her options because she was not expecting her husband to be like that. And then other sources are saying that Dominic West might have uh, caught feelings for Lily James, which means that this might be more than just like, you know, like a scooter hookup in Rome. So that complicates things further. So we have obviously not this is not the end of this, for sure. But for both of them, it has led yes. to big things. Because Dominic, what did he get cast in? Prince Charles? In the Prince Charles right. in the, <laughs> the crown. sixth season of The Crown. In The Crown. And then today it was announced that like Hulu is doing like a special show, like a special event, they call it, show about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, their relationship, and Lily James is playing Pamela <gasps> Anderson. No. Excuse me. Yeah, so she landed the role of a lifetime. What? Oh my god. She doesn't have the tits for that. No, she they'll they'll give it Movie to her. Movie magic, yeah. Mika. They'll like put like green screen on her boobs. CGI. Yeah, green screen titties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the magic of Hollywood. So it worked out for them. It did. It absolutely did. And I bet you the the uh, rentals at the castle skyrocketed. People want to go up there and see if they might accidentally find, you know, Dominic and, and Lady Catherine, like, having a big fight in the barn or something, you know? Oh, because Lady Catherine, they rent that out, right? They rent that out, yeah. That's like, you know, you have your dream wedding in, you know, an Irish castle or whatever. Oh, yeah. Rentals went up. Yeah, you're right. And if, and if you want, you know, they probably charge extra if you want, like, Dominic West to fuck the, group, the bride right before <laughs> The ceremony, you know? <laughs> They're like, that's not included. We need to stress that's not included. <laughs> so we're going to keep with the indiscretions theme uh, with our number eight pick. So this one made the list because for years and years and years and years and years, there's been rumors that Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith have an open marriage. There was a rumor not too long ago that he had an affair with Margot Robbie. Uh, Will and Jada, they've been married for 23 years, by the way. So, in June, which was 20 years ago, August Alsina, he's um, a singer, said in an interview with Angela Yee that he and Jada had a thing, it was more than a thing, he was like in love, and that Will Smith gave August his blessing 
to have a thing with Jada. So August said that he had a years-long relationship with Jada and was in love with her. And at first, Jada's rep said that August was lying. And, uh, well, I guess she was saving the truth for the red table because on an episode in July of her Facebook show, Red Table Talk, she and Will talked about... um, August. And she admitted that four and a half years ago, she met August, who was 22 then, and she would have been 45, that she met him through her son, Jaden, and they had a friendship. And he was going through a lot at the time, and she wanted to help him. And so it led to her healing, trying to heal him with her coochie, basically. <laughs> they, they had a full-on relationship. And, but she wouldn't, call, like, she wouldn't call it a relationship. She called it an entanglement. Which that started trending, I think, on Twitter. What a choice of words. That was an amazing choice of words. Like she entanglement. She uses the best words. She does use good words. I would say just say for the the a table where you're supposed to, you know, have lay all your truths out on the table is an awful lot of uh uh ob, ob, oh, here's my here's my challenge. Obfugation. Obfugation. Do you know who you're talking yeah, you to, me? You can't. You can't let. You can't make us reach for. When I'm writing, here. I get to you know Google it, make sure I'm right. But now I'm like, oh, obfuscation. Okay. What does that word mean for Allison and I who have a second grade education? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like kind of like avoiding the truth, kind of like dancing around it. Oh, I okay. So so she's like kind of like being obtuse. Exactly right. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, right. that's exactly what she was being. I mean. It probably was like a serious relationship for him, for her. I don't know. She didn't want to call it that. She called it an entanglement. We'll try to correct her. Anyways, so um, Jada claims that August ghosted her after she told him she was thinking of getting back together with Will. Oh, by the way, I missed a big, I Uh -uh. skipped over a big thing. Will had dumped Jada. So she was, she and Will were, she, they claim they were separated. Yeah. On a break when she got with August so that she was not cheating because they were separated. Technically. Yes. And then when she thought about getting back together with Will, August ghosted her and they have never spoken again. And obviously Will and Jada got back together. Also on that episode of Red Table Talk, Will and Jada ended with like a fist bump. And I thought you were going to say fist fight. And I was like, what have I been missing this whole time? And I thought I was going to say fisting, but I didn't go there, thankfully. Both great options. So they fist bumped and said, we ride together, we die together, bad marriage for life. Which, yeah. Oh, cringe. (laughs) But so then, uh, like not even a week after that episode, August put out a song called Entanglements. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where he sang that Jada messed with him to hurt Will. But he later said in an interview that he still loves her and that he has love for the Smith family and, you know, their relation, his relationship with the fifth, uh, Smith family is not broken. It's entangled. She would have been better off uh, entangling with uh, Tyrese, honestly. Oh, yeah. What? Is there a rumor of that? No, remember he said that he borrowed money from them, like that that the the Pinkett Smiths had given him like you know a hundred thousand dollar loan or something when he was going through it. Oh yes, Tyrese. Yes, <laughs> yeah, she should have. Tyrese Gibson. That would have been a lot, lot messier though, because Tyrese would have. <laughs> oh, Tyrese would have 
blown it all up. It would have been great. <laughs> He'd be feuding with Will for the next 20 years. I mean, it would really be something. <laughs> He'd be feuding with Jaden, actually. Let's get real. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so moving on from one embarrassing situation from the past to an embarrassing situation that could not be so easily explained at the red table, uh, although who is to say what 2021 will bring us? Um, he, this is not a uh, this is not a where were you when this happened, because I think all of us would be like, I don't know where I was when this happened. But in the middle of quarantine, um, or in the middle of the pandemic, Leah Michelle sort of... Um, a lot of rumors about Leah Michelle being uh, kind of the worst um, had like sort of followed her around for a couple years, but they were always just sort of like talk and like nobody really, you know, it's kind of like saying like, oh, I heard that person is bad or I heard that person is really difficult to work with. It was a vibe. Uh, it was a vibe. Yeah, she put off, she put off real like energy. So this situation with Leah Michelle, like, I think that we all remember when, um, Everyone went on Twitter and was like, here's my story about Ellen DeGeneres being the worst. So that kind of happened right after we all went into quarantine, right? Mm -hmm. um, this happened a couple months later. So this situation happened um, after the sort of the like big rise of Black Lives Matter's uh, protests against police brutality and murder at the end of May and the beginning of June. So there was that kind of weekend where it was the end of May, beginning of June, and we were seeing lots of celebrities um, out demonstrating, um, celebrities posting things on social media, like uh, posting support, posting resources. Black all circles. Stuff. Don't forget the black squares. Oh, who could forget black square day? <laughs> so, so pretty much, I mean, you'd have to sort of be like, I feel like everyone's publicist at on that weekend was like, you've got to post something about this. Blah, blah, blah. So that's how Leah Michelle got involved in this. So Leah Michelle posted um, some stuff in support of Black Lives Matter and was, you know, uh, just sort of saying the same kind of stuff that other celebrities were saying. Um, but then one of her former co-stars from Glee was like, oh, suddenly, suddenly you care about black people. So Samantha Marie Ware, who is a black actress, she played Jane on the sixth season of Glee. Um, she sort of unleashed on Twitter on Leah Michelle. And Samantha Marie Ware is the one who like got this major ball rolling of like everybody kind of... The dam broke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, she was like the first person. It was like, everybody was like, oh, we're talking about Leah Michelle now. So, so Samantha Marie Ware, um, she came up with this like, tweet where it was like all capital letters so you know she was being serious um and she said uh basically she said remember when you made my first television gig a living hell she mentioned uh that leah michelle was she excuse me she accused her of being guilty of like traumatic microaggressions which is i'm uh half quoting samantha um, Marie Ware. She also alleged that Leah Michelle at one point in time threatened to shit in Samantha Marie Ware's wig, which Be it's believable. Absolutely. That was like one of those ones where like sometimes when somebody says something about a celebrity, I'm always like, okay, tell me more. But when Samantha Marie Ware was tweeting, I was like, yes, I fully believe all of this. Like yeah. there's, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind. There's not one germ of doubt that I have over this. So some people started kind of co-signing what Samantha Marie Ware had to say. So Amber Riley, who played Mercedes on 
weekly for all those seasons. She t- didn't say anything, but she tweeted a few gifts that kind of like more than implied that she was backing up what Samantha was saying. So like there was a gif of I also I appreciate that Amber Riley tweeted gifts of herself. <laughs> I really enjoyed that a lot. That's power. So what, That's real power. It, it was so great. I was like, oh my God, Amber Riley has a gift for literally every response to this uh, tweet situation. So one of them was like her uh, sipping tea. And then another one was like her saying like, let's move on. Because something that Amber Riley was trying to also say was like, yes, we can talk about how bad Leah Michelle is, but there's also a lot more important stuff to go on right now. And like, let's not let Leah Michelle be the focus of our conversation. She was wrong. Pe- people, yeah, she was wrong. People still wanted, <laughs> I'm like, let, Amber, let people in, enjoy this moment. So um, Alex Newell, who played Unique on Glee, also co-signed what Samantha uh, Marie Ware was saying. Dabier, uh, who also like appeared um, on Glee, said that Leah wouldn't let them sit at the same table because um, she claimed they didn't belong there. Yvette Nicole Brown, who co-starred with Glee on the series The Mayor, which was like a one-season series, she tweeted, I felt every one of those capital letters. And so, again, that's like, she wasn't responding to anyone. She was just like putting it out there. Yeah, she was co-signing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Another uh, claim, I mean, there's so many. Like, I'm just going to kind of throw them out really quickly. Leah allegedly referred to background actors as cockroaches. Um, someone on Twitter uh, chimed in saying, like, I heard that from two separate people who worked in the industry that she used to call them cockroaches. Another person said that they had worked with Leah on, like, a project and she only communicated with them through her assistant and, like, never made eye contact and just, like, treated them absolutely inhuman. Um, somebody who, uh, uh, sorry, an actor who worked with her on Spring Awakening said that she was awful. It's a Broadway play. Uh, Spring Awakening. One of my favorite accusations was her understudy on the Broadway musical Ragtime said that she was a horrible nightmare when she was 12 years old. So this is like a kid who was Leah Michelle's understudy. Yeah, so Leah Michelle's like girl Damien. She's at, she came out evil out of the womb. Yeah, so yeah exactly. There was, no, there was no like transition. It was just like immediate. So after all this stuff happened, I mean, it was not a good look. The optics of it were very bad. Um, Hello Fresh, who um, Lee Michelle was like a brand partner with them. Hello Fresh, I was like, um, so you will not get a package with a turd in it. A turd in a wig. We promise. <laughs> yes. One of our meals is not turned in a wig. <laughs> Hello Fresh. <laughs> They're like, we've consulted with our lawyers and we can say without a shadow of a doubt, you will not get a shit in a wig. So. <laughs> they but they like released a statement being like we don't condone racism we don't condone bullying so effective immediately we're not working with leah michelle anymore which i mean when you get dropped by hello fresh no disrespect to hello fresh but like i think they'll sponsor anyone them in blue apron i mean i'm well aware of them and i don't know what they do i mean i yeah. i mean i kind of do but you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah they're ubiquitous everyone everyone yes exactly everybody's heard of hello fresh so um, after all this happened, Leah gave, I don't want to call it an apology. I'll say it was like an apology style statement. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great thing. We really, I mean, there are so many statements that are classified as apologies that no apologies are to be found. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this one was like, it was one of those things where it was like, I don't remember saying this stuff. I'm not a racist. Um, I, she said, I'm sorry for how, you know, my actions were perceived by other cast members. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry for you were doing offended. that stuff. It was, it was exactly, I'm sorry you were offended. It was like the most 
like fancy way of saying I'm sorry you're offended. Um, and then she also mentioned like that she was a few months away from giving birth and she is going to try to do better for her child and um, all that stuff. So she said she wants to be a better person. And um, Samantha Marie Ware commented on her apology, uh, again, all capital letters, a really great brand choice for her, um, just saying like perceived like how it was perceived like we're saying we're saying what it was like everybody's saying what it was like it's not how we perceived it so she really wasn't into it but she spoke to variety and she said i don't think leah is you know racist i think she's got racist tendencies but i think um this is a quote from her she said i think leah suffers from a symptom of living in this world in an industry that is tailored to white people so i mean i think really it's like we're hearing that leah michelle was a nightmare when she was like 12 years old in ragtime i feel like it's like a a situation where like nobody has ever stood up to leah michelle before no she was probably like a tiny top tyrant has she been heard of since she's no longer heavily pregnant yeah she's had her she's had her child she's not heavily pregnant um so i looked on her imdb page there's nothing there however that's not indicative of anything because it's pandemic and lots of people aren't working but I took a look at her Instagram page and it is it's like her it's like her publicist was like okay you need to make this as completely inoffensive as possible all of her posts are like trees a sunset the beach um fields of like, grass waving yeah <laughs> A, potted a picture plant. of a shit of shit in a wig is nowhere to be found. <laughs> is what you're her. telling me. I dare. Can I officially? I'm throwing down the gauntlet, Lee Michelle. I dare you to post a picture of a wig with a shit in it. Has to be your own shit. Yeah. <laughs> she's like I. She's like I want to. You have no idea how much I want to, but I really want to get that Hello Fresh sponsorship back. That's <laughs> the only way. It's the only way. <laughs> Own that shit in a wig. So one of my absolute favorite things of this pandemic well it started off great was uh banana now michael did i think you um coined that on the podcast did you not banana for ben affleck and anna de Armas. oh yeah did i call them banana i think that you were the very first person to all of the internet to do it no it was probably someone on twitter because they're always quick but yeah, yeah but banana. yeah banana i mean it's i mean it's such a good one right so, yeah what are the other options there's like there's no arm af- oh, no, I'm arm fleck? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, nothing. Yeah, no, no. Oh, that was. Yeah, and it's evocative, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> it was a very clowny. So, you know, banana peels, clowny. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, at the very beginning of the lockdown, before any of the celebrities had gotten bored enough to start breaking quarantine, and there was literally nothing going on, uh, Allison was baking bread. You know, people are like, you know, watching TV shows, thinking like, "Oh, we can just get through these couple of months. Everything's yeah. going to be fine." <laughs> 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 they met. Okay, so Ben Affleck, who's forty-seven, Anna Darmus is thirty-one. Met on the set of Wait. Deep Water. Ben what? Affleck is only forty-seven. He's only forty-seven. Okay, I, I was going to say he's that old. You thought he was younger, Allison? Yeah, I don't know why I thought he was like 40. Oh, I thought he was older. I, that sounds right to me. Anyway, so they met on the movie set. They're, they were filming a movie called Deepwater, and that wrapped in February. And then they they must have hooked up during that. And they, the first that we heard of them as a couple was they, um, they got papped all over uh, Cuba. So they went to her home country of Cuba and were just like doing the most. Um, yeah. 
every restaurant, every store they went to, like they're like posing with pictures and everything. And Ben's like wearing Cuba shirts and it's just like all, all, all is a, a lot. It was a lot. It was a um, lot then, on the beach. I remember there were like beach pictures. Right. Well, then they went to Costa Rica after like immediately after and like there were paparazzi pictures of them making out at the airport of and course. at this yeah. point we're starting to get a little tingle that maybe there's like this bad virus that we should watch out about and it's them um, <laughs> it's them exactly <laughs> banana 19's coming for you uh <laughs> I feel like Anna was probably very frustrated because she had like just had Knives Out. She had the the cursed James Bond movie coming out and she was like poised to like have a big breakout moment. And she thought she was going to like be on all the red carpets and parties. And they were talking about her being nominated for an Oscar because she was she did like a Marilyn Monroe biopic. Oh, right. Uh And that got pushed back. So, yeah. So COVID really fucked her shit up. Um, and so, and so they, they did those. And then after it was just a series of elaborate staged paparazzi photo shoots. The first one was when, um, it was right after lockdown had started. It was in March and it was March 19th. Um, LA had just uh, issued the very first like stay at home order and they went to Starbucks and they were in matching outfits. Oh Yeah. And uh, they they got packed. It was like there's nobody on the streets. So they're like in like Rodeo Drive or something yeah. ridiculous, right? And uh, they get out of the car, and she's got her little dog Elvis in her arms. And they both go to pick up a a tray of like a, you know iced coffee because I guess they don't have a Dunkin's on Rodeo Drive. I don't know. No, they they need to get on that. Yeah, and it's just like the. This it was so blatant, like you know. Yeah. How dare you, Mika? How dare you? Those were natural and candid. I have never seen something so natural and unstaged in my life. <laughs> and then from then, I was just like off to the races. So then, like, so here's some of my favorite uh, pap strolls that they did in this. Okay. And we were so starved for content at this time because, like, everything was, was like suddenly on lockdown. Nobody's going out and doing anything messy at all. So it was yeah, like, and all the news was very serious, and so yeah. this is like. Fluffy, stupid, celebrity, it's fun. Yeah. Exactly. So some of my favorites were the on Easter, uh, the Easter hazmat suit stroll. I don't remember (gasps) that one. Yes. (laughs) Wasn't she wearing like a Gucci hazmat suit? She was. Yes, indeed she was. And these are all like most of them are with the dogs where like like kind of like walking so slowly that the dogs are just like fucking shoot me. This is not a walk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, they went out with matching um, half heart necklaces. They uh, got locked out of the house once and had to climb the fence. Oh, yeah. And there was one where somebody they were going on their their pap stroll and somebody had seen them and said that they saw her texting somebody named Rico saying we're on our way. Oh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo, right. <laughs> we're on our way. Um, I don't know if you remember like Ben's kit supposedly it was Ben's kids. I think it was her um, put a life size cardboard cutout of her out on the lawn. And that was like a whole thing. And there was just like yeah. touching each other and laughing and like whatever. And then Jennifer Gardner, like uh, Ben's ex-wife decided to do a little uh, counterpoint when she took the whole family out for a stroll with the cat and the stroller. That was one of my yes. favorites. That was uh, a good one. Yeah. That was so good. I mean, Jennifer, I mean, we know that like Ben and Jennifer used pap strolls, 
ex- yes. you know, extensively, with, you know, to signal the state of their relationship. So it was just funny to see that kind of like come full circle there. Yeah, she's a uh, master. She knew I got to bring out the pussy in a stroller. Exactly. And yeah. damn, did it work because it worked, that was yeah. gorgeous. Um, <laughs> so then, so there's a Stan account on Twitter called Anna DeArmas Updates. There are a few Stan accounts. This has uh, somehow become the premier Stan account because they started dragging them just like gently. It was very gently uh, dragging of like, you know, oh, here they are out again with no masks in the middle of a quarantine, <laughs> you know, like, Whoa. and then um, Anna blocked Anna DeArmas updates her own Stan account. So that was uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then also my other favorite one was Ben when he was, uh, he, he had to have a smoke. He was wearing his mask. And so there's like pictures of him, like, you know, with his max, mask pulled down, and, like cigarette smoke, just like billowing out everywhere. And I just like the thought of that mask and the smell of it. Oh, cigarettes and coffee. And- yeah, yeah, you could smell it. Yeah, exactly. They really should make a coffee table book of oh, their relationship. That would be yeah. so cool. I mean, if you could afford all the photo rights, you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not let's not entertain that fantasy no, anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> so basic so they started kind of like it started to dwindle down when there was like more things to report on, like, oh the Kardashians are having a party and they shouldn't be. Like, you know, that's obviously more interesting. And so but now they are uh, supposedly engaged. So here's my 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 uh, qu- question for you: Do you think they were in on the joke or just really thirsty? Thirsty. Yeah, I don't think they were in on the joke because I feel like if they were in on the joke, they maybe would have had more fun with it. That's true because like you could get like some wigs, you know, or like yeah. extra fancy yeah. costumes or or like you'd set you'd like set up storylines like you'd be like well, oh. today we're going to i mean you got to be really bored yeah. to be doing that kind of yeah show, like but... heidi montag and spencer Pratt. right exactly you, like, you stage a scene for us you give us yeah theater. Oh, the, yeah they're the gold standard and i think that ben affleck has enough money that if him and anna Darmus really wanted to go for like a heidi montag spencer pratt level of like trolling they could do it but they didn't, so that's what makes me think that they're just thirsty. Just thirsty. You gotta put in the effort. But they're still together, which I guess I'm surprised. I'm not surprised we should have any opportunity yet. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. You gotta have a Batman in the hand or two Batmans in the bush. Yeah, two Batmans in the bush. <laughs> She's got one Batman in the bush right now. <laughs> <She does. laughs> You guys remember this summer, right? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> it was a summer marked by the Black Lives Matter protests that erupted over the country and actually in the world. They had like uh, protests in Germany, I think. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, in the wake of the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and so many more people that I could name. Um, and I felt we felt like America might actually finally be ready to face the facts about institutionalized racism and during yeah. facts of slavery, reconstruction, Jim Crow, mass incarceration, the war on drugs. I could go on. Yeah. But what actually ended up happening was a lot of white hand wringing and pandering. And uh, as a result, Aunt Jemima lost her job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uncle Ben was out of work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Dixie Chicks became just the Chicks, which yeah, ugh, that's a bad name for a band, right? <laughs> the Creepy. Chicks, yeah, yeah, the Chicks, and Lady Antebellum, who's a, a country band that has been around for quite quite a while. I think mm-hmm. since like the early two thousands, two thousand and 
I don't about, know. I didn't yeah, do about that. that. Can yeah. you name a Lady Antebellum song? Not one. And I think I, when I was covering this on the site, oh, the only reason I know them is because they are always at the Country Music Awards and underwhelming. Yeah, they're always there. I can name one, which is sad because I think yeah, uh, they have that. Their big song is like, "It's a quarter one after one. one. I'm, I'm all alone, alone and I need you now." <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that part that Allison sang, I got. Yeah, yeah. So, I need you now. Yeah. Yes. That was, oh, I yeah. have heard that song before, like I, at a Target or something. I was gonna say like I worked at a. I've mentioned this before on the website. I worked at a hardware store all through uh, high school mm-hmm. in the country. And um, I must have heard that song like 1,200 times. Wow. Like, I don't want it in my brain, but it's in there. So yeah. that's how that's how I know Lady Antebellum is. Did you know it was Lady Antebellum or did you just know that song? Uh, I mean, I think I maybe probably looked it up being like. What is this thing that is haunting me in my dreams? Yeah, it was, I did. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yes, that's that's the song that most people know. You're right, Mika. Like you hear it in Target. It's a very targety song. So okay, so they decided. So uh, you know, all these like concessions were being made. They're like, oh, racism's bad. Let's not do racism anymore. But like yeah. by doing some weird semantic thing. So <laughs> Lady Antebellum, um, after having no, this is a direct quote: having many honest conversations with some of our closest black friends. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, decided to drop the tabellum and just go with Lady A, um, like we're dumb. Yeah. And of course, because America, there was already a performer, a woman named Anita White. She's a Seattle blues singer who's been going by that stage name of Lady A for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> they they I I can I cannot believe that them and all their myriad like very expensive lawyers did not do a google search and like find that there was another artist using that name yeah and not only that but how they thought like going from lady antebellum to lady a was like such a big change because the a still means antebellum exactly this is down for like you know lady anteaters now they're all about like you know preserving african wildlife or something yeah they should have went with lady anteaters yeah Yeah. So, so yeah, dumb, right? And then the late, the real Lady A found out because like a friend told her, was like, "Did you see this?" Yeah. And so she, um, she, she called uh, Rolling Stone, or Rolling Stone called her, and uh, she said that they had never contacted her and was uh, understandably upset. You know, I mean, she's just like worked her whole career for for under this name, and yeah. they're just swooping in there. So apparently after that uh, Rolling Stone article came out, then Lady A for Antebellum posted a Zoom screenshot saying that they had all gotten together and finally like contact, like hooked up and worked it out. Oh, we didn't know her, but now we're going to like make right and everything. Yeah. But then like, uh, so here's what they said. So today, today we connected privately with the artist Lady A. Transparent, honest and authentic conversations were had. We were excited to share. We are moving forward with positive solutions and common ground. The hurt is turning into hope. More to come. How many people wrote that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it was so ridiculous. So, uh, Lady A, after the after that happened, she like she's like, no, 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 this is bullshit. Um, she said, uh, so they had already rebranded everything. They had actually like copyrighted uh, Lady A back in two thousand and ten. Just uh, to like cover their bases, yeah. but they didn't use it for anything. 
So Lady A, so Anita actually said that, so she uh, spoke out in the band file. Uh, she said that she had felt that she had been double crossed and were painted to look like an angry black woman after they, you know, the communications broke down and they weren't, they weren't budging on letting her use her name. She was like, well, maybe you could use this as a name. Maybe you could use this. And they're like, mm, yeah. no, we've already, uh, we've already done all the work. So, so that she felt double crossed and was uh, the angry black woman. And then in September, she countersued for damages. So the, the upshot is this, like, it's such a colossal clusterfuck of a yeah. PR move. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in terms of, like, what, like, I mean, why did they do it in the first place? Yeah. And it's bad decision after bad decision. Because it's like they went from Annabellum to Lady A. Then they yeah. find out that a black woman owns has that name. Right. And instead of, like, saying, okay, we're going, you know, we're sorry, we're going to change our name yet again. They, you know, do this bullshit meeting and then sue her, which, right? yeah, I mean, it's just like bad and look in, after bad look. Oh, yeah. And in their like the in the press release that like when they sued her, they're like, you know, well, we really tried, but she was being a real bitch about it. And wanted <laughs> money. Like, fuck you. I know. Also, it's like it's like the woman has literally already like made a website branded her social media she's been going by lady a for two decades they're yes. like it's so weird that she wouldn't change like oh uh, excuse me she's already built a career on this like also what is she gonna tell her fans like hey so my name is lady a for my own goddamn initial um but now i'm gonna go by like whatever whatever, whatever the yeah. band will legally allow me to go by it like well, that's it's so well, gross well i don't think like so they could i think the idea is like they could both operate under the label lady a Mm -hmm. but all all of her like search results and like everything like on spotify and like youtube and stuff Mm -hmm. like if you search lady a it's totally buried because lady antebellum you know it obviously is like a much larger entity with like you know studios and like labels and all this stuff behind her so like she's she's screwed she was screwed anyway so we don't know what's going to happen with that lawsuit she sued in september she countersued for unspecified damages but just today um i checked her instagram today she dropped a new single called my name is all i got so Uh that is available to download on spotify amazon wherever else you get iTunes, wherever else you get your music. So if you want to tell Lady A they should change their lady name to Lady Anus, <laughs> then that is uh, how much you more vote, fitting. vote with your fingers. <laughs> like, what do you think is the right solution here? I mean, I feel like the, I mean, I'm, I've never had a, I've never been in this situation. I've never had like a band name that I've had to change or anything like that. But I feel like, I mean, the right solution is literally like taking a time machine and going back in time and being like, maybe we don't name ourselves after the antebellum South. Right. You know, like maybe we don't do that. Like, it's not like they formed the band in like, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what no year makes it acceptable. No year. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I don't know. The 1200s, I guess. No, but like, it's like, don't name yourself Lady Antebellum. But then also it's like, just let Lady A have her name. Just let her have it. Like, right. you've got your stupid one o'clock in the morning song. You know what <laughs> I mean? You've got so like, much money. So, I mean, do they do they come back from this? I mean, Lady A obviously comes back from this. I mean, that's just Oh, they'll be is. fine. Yeah. Or do you, yeah. yeah, they'll be fine. It's like a which David is and really situation sometimes. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm uh, Anita, Lady A for life, original Lady A. 
Also, the thing that I don't get is, like, I know that they wanted to, like, change their name because obviously, you know, there was all that, like, black square Instagram pressure from them and all that. But it's like, just do what every other country group does. Just do your last name. Just be like Brooks and Dunn. Like, just do it. Just pick your last (laughs) names and be like, you know jones jones and smith or whatever their right, names just are. be like prairie dress lady weird tall guy and gnome they'll know me <laughs> that's the name right there easy yeah. problem solved so speaking of black people <laughs> <laughs> seamless transition we almost had our first our second i'm sorry second black president um okay so there's a lot to cover here so i'm gonna try to go as fast as i can but also uh michael you might want to like speed it up and give me a chipmunk voice i don't know like in post i don't know so i'm gonna try my (laughs) best it's a lot yeah get through it's a lot um okay so kanye west you know who i'm talking about right he's a he used to be a rapper he's married to one of the kardashians yes (laughs) you're familiar you're familiar slightly i'm slightly familiar with slightly familiar okay uh, he's not a rapper anymore. He's a Christian uh, singer. Uh, yeah. Kanye has been talking about running for president basically since he got rich. Um, yes, that's a good point. He officially yeah. announced his run um, on Twitter on July 4th, 2020, using the hashtag 2020vision, which when I was putting this no- these notes together, I just got 2020vision. Like, oh, like like see clearly. <laughs> oh, exactly. Like I mean, it's not very specific, and that hashtag gets used for a lot of other things. But yeah. you know, Kanye went with it. <laughs> it was a yeah. It was it was trying to be his make America great again. Exactly. Yeah. Right. With a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he actually went on. He we continued to use that uh, throughout the campaign, um, including on his campaign posters that he made that featured a piece picture of uh, Kiki Dunst from a 2002 Vin- Vanity Fair profile. And then um, also, um, who's the Vogue lady? Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour was on there. And then like a bunch of like random poor people. But in, in <laughs> but when, he, when he issued that campaign poster, uh, Kristen Dunst was like, what's the message here and why am I part of it? Which I think really speaks for all of us. Yeah, that's the whole theme of his presidential campaign. Just, yeah. just confusion, just wall-to-wall confusion. Yes, <laughs> just noise, just noise. So his running mate was, uh, Michelle, was a uh, woman that looked like Michelle Bachman, who is a biblical life coach from Co- uh, Cody, Wyoming, and her name was Michelle Tittyball. Uh, don't correct me on that. Uh, <laughs> and his party was the birthday party. So that same week, he gave an interview with Forbes magazine. And I, Michael, I think you covered this on the site where... Um, oh, that was a lot. Yeah, that interview was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. So he said he was a Trump fan basically because he liked his hotels and the saxophones in the lobby. The he said that his design group, which, um, you know, he's a worship Steve Jobs. His yes. design group is made up of mostly white men. Um, he said his design group was going to Wakanda up the White House. Okay. Mm-hmm. He okay. said he had coronavirus, but that he mm-hmm. was afraid of the vaccine because um, mm-hmm. they were going to put microchips in us, and okay. that would be the mark of the beast, yes. and keep people out of heaven. Which, <laughs> yeah, know, that's bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then on July twentieth, he had his South Carolina Charleston rally, 
and where he was dressed in a bulletproof vest. He looked like he was in the basement of a strip club. And he said, yes. Harriet Tubman ain't shit. So never actually freed the slaves, just had him work for other white people. Um, and then talked about wanting Kim to abort the cells that would one day become Northwest. He yes. said, oh, I almost killed my daughter. I almost killed my daughter. And then I love my daughter. And then there were a lot of tears. There was a lot of crying. It was. Uh, and we're not even halfway through his campaign, right? No. This was just like a week this in was, or something. This is, yeah, this this is, this is from July 4th to July 20th. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so his platform at that time was he wanted to get rid of Plan B, no emergency contraception. Assumption, but he was not going to criminalize abortion. Thank you, Kanye. Yes, um, that was very um, generous. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And then everybody that has a baby gets a million dollars or something in that range. That oh my god, I would have been a direct yeah. quote. I would have been having babies left and right. Right. <laughs> and then he went to he, then this was like all the time when he was like going to his uh the Montana ranch and like um. Justin Bieber and Dave Chappelle had to like come check on him and like Kim came and like they had that. Wait, big is it problem. Wyoming? No, Monta- uh Yeah, that is Wyoming, isn't it? No. Is it Cheyenne, Wyoming? Yeah, oh, it's Cody. Cody. So um, at this point, like his, his two main supporters are Elon Musk and Chance the Rapper and then Chance the Rapper bowed out. So he's down to Elon Musk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then in August, he, um, so, okay, so that was July, <laughs> this long, sad July where he was crying in the car in the front of the Wendy's with Kim and all that. Not related to his run, but pertinent to his mental health, perhaps? Yes, yeah. He appeared on a number of state ballots in August uh, with the help of one of Trump's personal campaign lawyers who was videotaped running in with the paperwork in Wisconsin like five minutes before the deadline. <laughs> and then in meanwhile, in places like New Jersey, all his a lot of his signatures were rejected because they were had all like all the eyes were like dotted with hearts and obviously in the same hand. And like uh, some of the names were like Mickey Mouse and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and they basically admitted that he was uh, running a spoiler campaign. Um, and then there's another Forbes interview saying, uh, I'm not going to argue with you. Jesus is king when he asked if he was running as a spoiler. But then he quickly changed his mind and started and tweeted, the goal is to win. That's a good Kanye West impression, Mika. <laughs> Election day came. Kanye voted for the first time in his whole life. And well, he lost. And his spoiler campaign didn't even work. No. Because didn't. Joe Biden won. Yeah. Um, so election day came, Kanye voted first time. He got, uh, 0.4% of the votes in some states, 60,000 Americans voted for Kanye West this year. That's, That's too high. Something. Yeah. The biggest yeah. turnout was Tennessee, which, uh, gave him 10,000 of those votes. 10,000? Yes. And then unlike Trump, he actually conceded the election when he tweeted, well, <laughs> And then hashtag Kanye 2024. If you're going to bow out, that's how you do it. With a whelp. On Twitter. Yeah. What are they like in with a, like in like a hurricane out with a whelp? Yes. Something like that. So uh, my question to you guys is what do you think his chances are in 2024? Well, I mean, here's. <laughs> Sorry. You're like putting out the kind of energy that's going to get him like elected. I know it. I know we're going to revisit this podcast in four years and be like, Mika. <laughs> I did it. I, we did it, Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> um, I feel like, okay, to answer your question, Mika, 
I don't think he's going to run for president again in 2024. Like, I think he's going to get bored of it. He said he was going to do it. I know. And I mean, listen, I should trust him because he said he was going to run for president. And like, he did it. He ran for president. So, I mean, if he has that much hubris in his heart, I mean. I mean, he did the damn thing. Like, I was skeptical. But, I mean, officially, he ran for president he did. so he made that it was, he made it happen. yeah that was more than i thought he was gonna do like i thought he was gonna announce he's running for president and then i thought he was gonna do a magazine interview and then you know by the time it came to be like okay Kanye, you have to fill out the forms to be like oh filling out forms no way and then it's like okay so but no anyway yeah he did it so i don't think he's gonna run in four years though He's going to be a pastor by then. Yeah, you're right. He's going to be a cult leader yeah. by then. Yeah. A full-blown sure. cult leader. I, I yeah. agree. I agree. Okay, so we're at number three. Um, we oh, made we're it getting to the, close. My nethers are very, tingling. Yeah, we made it to the home stretch, homo stretch. <laughs> so this is a number three, and this is just like the Kanye thing. There's a lot here, so I'm really going to try to get through this, but I'm going to chipmunk voice myself. Fast forward through. Yeah, that's what this needs. So this is a number three because this whole saga started early this year in January. And since then, the three of us have probably written like 20,000 stories each on this. I'm talking about Harry, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle leaving life as senior royals and getting the hell out of Britain. Uh, Sussexitus or Megxit as some called it. So I like your Sussexida because it's hard to say. So if you do say it successfully, then you get like a little gold star. If you say Sussexida successfully. Yes. (laughs) You get a successful gold star. (laughs) So late last year, there were tabloid stories that Harry and Meghan were looking to move to either California and Canada. And then they announced that they were taking a short break for the holidays and um, they spent their holiday at a mansion on Vancouver Island. When they got back to Britain, they announced on Instagram in January of this year that they were stepping down as senior royals and that they pledged allegiance to you know, Her Majesty or whatever, but that they wanted to pursue other professional opportunities and no longer wanted to get taxpayer money. So they wanted to be financially independent. They basically wanted to make more money. And at that point, they lived at Frogmore Cottage, which got a huge multi-million dollar renovation paid for by taxpayers. But eventually, they, um, Harry and Meghan paid it back. And this was when their son, Archie, was like eight months old. So they said they wanted to split their time between the UK and North America. Uh, the palace responded with kind of a shady and short statement that implied that Harry and Meghan jumped the gun. And then there were stories that Prince Charles and the Queen knew Harry and, Harry and Meghan wanted a change, but they were also kind of talking about it. And the uh, the Queen and the other royals were, prepare for your favorite word, Allison, blindsided. Yeah. Mm, that's a survivor <laughs> classic. Yeah, by the announcement, uh, Harry and Meghan's announcement, because they only found out about it a quick second before it went out. So, but eventually Harry and the Queen and Charles all had a meeting and came to an agreement and they released a statement with the timeline of, you know, how, when Harry and Meghan would leave and what titles they'd get and blah, 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 blah. So the Queen also said that she supports them. 
And then there were stories that Harry and Meghan wanted to leave because there was tension within the royal family, like between William and Harry and Meghan and Kate, Duchess Kate, and that Meghan couldn't really be outspoken and that, um, you know, the tabloids are really racist to her and they're awful to her. So they wanted out of that bitch. And they first moved to Vancouver Island and then they stayed in Tyler Perry's Beverly Hills mansion. (laughs) And then they finally bought a $15 million mansion in Montecito, California. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where they are now. And then they signed a multi-year deal with Netflix to create like do-gooder type projects, I guess you could say, like uplifting content. Um, That deal's reportedly worth up to $150 million. So that's probably how they bought their mansion and paid back the Frogmore renovations. They're no longer getting money from Prince Charles. And on top of that, Megan's lawsuit against the Mail on Sunday for publishing a letter she wrote to her father continued. A book about Harry and Meghan's royal exit called Finding Freedom came out. Um, Megan, she admitted that she helped those writers a a little. And she also uh, wrote an op-ed piece for the New York Times where she revealed that she had a miscarriage. And very recently, Megan invested in an oat milk latte company, which is very on brand for her. And they also just signed a deal with Spotify to make and produce and host podcasts. And so they're everywhere. And I'm sure I'm missing a million stories, but we could do a whole podcast series on them. Yeah. They're going to do a whole podcast series on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. They better. They're <laughs> no going to pay for it. Yeah. They've got it covered. Yeah. No, they li- yeah, they literally have a couple podcasts in the works. So why wouldn't one be called like, you know, Breakfast with Megan, drink your latte mix and then listen to your podcast and then when you're done just go over to the couch watch some netflix yeah they gave us like three seasons of a show in one season like they gave us a lot of content yeah i would love to see this dramatized or reality show about it but they're never gonna like be honest they're gonna like they're like the red table talk of royals if you know what i mean oh i know what you mean kind of like all spin and just like, you know, we're pretending like we're being like super honest and real about everything, but this is all calculated. Yeah, guarded and calculated. It yeah. would be like the opposite of the crown. It would be like not the seedy underbelly. It would be all the shiny upper belly. Well, no, they would have to have the seedy underbelly like to counteract their uh, purity. And oh, yeah, goodness. it would be the seat. It would be like right. Prince William's yeah. seedy underbelly. Yeah. Which is Kate's seedy exactly. underbelly. <laughs> so do you think like the frenzy of them is going to continue next year yes it's gonna i think it's gonna heat up i think the they're all they're gonna start producing actual content and uh, i think they are gonna like they're probably like very in a very calculated way like kind of like till showing their hand just a little bit about like you know, mm, the royal family or maybe not the greatest. It was, yeah. you know, like, but it's just going to like kind of like come in drips and drabs and like there's yeah, not right. an actual like, you know, fuck those bitches, but fuck Yeah, it's going to be subtle. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be subtle. <laughs> because also like they want to make like classy content, but they also need to sell that shit because Netflix wants their money's mm-hmm. worth. Yes, so, Netflix yeah. wants some drama. Come on. Yeah, they want some. And also like I find with them there's people who love them like obsessively love them and the people that hate them hate them like megan is their look at that bitch 
eating crackers like she owns the place right. to so many people. <laughs> like she doesn't, she sneezes and they're like, what the fuck that bitch right? Yeah, there's no middle ground. <laughs> no, none. But I feel like I live in the middle ground, honestly. Like, I don't give a shit about Megan. But I'm like, do your thing, girl. Yeah. Whatever. But like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I I have to say I'm the same where I'm like, I don't think I'm going to listen to their podcast, but it's not because I hate them. It's just because I like just it just does not appeal to me. I don't want to yeah. hear their podcast. I'm not into like Super Soul Sunday. I was going to say it's very, their whole thing is very Super Soul Sunday. And it's like you have to, you're friends with Oprah. You need to like ask first before you can like tread into her territory. Well, she apparently did ask Oprah because Oprah was like very happily like gave her like a full ad spot on her That's Instagram true. being like, oh, look what my neighbor M crown emoji sent me. It's true. You know what? <laughs> Oprah's M crown yeah. emoji. People are like the queen of pop Madonna. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Oprah's neighbors, their neighbors. Yes. Because right. Oprah lives in Mont- Montecito. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So speaking of people who were out of a job. Um, but this one is one that we can, I think we'll probably be all very glad about. So, um, 2020 was not all bad. Harvey Weinstein, um, I would say was finally brought to justice in 2020 for all the horrible, horrific shit that he's been doing over the past, like, decades, I would say. Some of this stuff goes back. So, yeah, it goes so back. this to the 90s yeah exactly this is all this is a lot so um but it finally kind of all came to a head in february 2020 so i'm gonna kind of get into the beginning of this because it takes us back to october 2017 um and that's when of course the new york times published their expose of harvey in which multiple famous uh people and some anonymous women told their stories about um harvey being awful to them sexual assault harassment everything right basically all the rumors we heard about harvey um were kind of uh they're they're way more out in the open now so about a month after the new york times published their expose um we learned that the nypd was investigating a claim made by paz de la huerta so she claimed that harvey had sexually assaulted her a few years before so the nypd was investigating that but we also learned that while the invest it, while the NYPD started investigating that, they were also talking to two other women who had claims against Harvey um, at the same time that they were doing their investigation. So the allegations from Paz de la Huerta didn't, they haven't really, not that they haven't gone anywhere, but they haven't really been wrapped up. I think it's still an ongoing investigation. But the two other women that the NYPD spoke to, um, their claims were deemed you know valid and within the like um statute of limitations all that stuff the mhpd was like great let's go for this so in 2018 harvey weinstein was charged with um rape criminal sex act sex abuse sexual misconduct for instance involving two women yes it was all it was all of it it was like they were like you're go you're going you are going down so he was arrested then of course he was released this you know same day on a hundred one million bail sorry not 100 million bail um so later that year he was uh indicted on another charge by another woman anyway basically the point is um everybody had enough evidence and they were like let's take this thing to trial and let's see if we can you know do something and i mean i will admit i think i mentioned this on the podcast when we talked about it back in february um i personally never thought i would see the day that harvey weinstein would be like 
convicted of stuff. And maybe that's just because I don't have enough hope in my heart. Um, But in January, they started the jury selection. And by February, he was um, convicted. So the amazing. It was amazing. It was was like the trial was like four (laughs) weeks long. Um, And Harvey tried everything, as you remember. So like, obviously, the trial itself is like, it's it's horrible. I can't make a joke about it. It's horrible. The shit that was like, you know, talked about was bad. But there are some things that we can laugh about with this trial. Like the fact that Harvey tried everything to get sympathy, like wobbling into court on like a walker. <laughs> and like his lawyers yeah. were like, oh, he's got back the, the Fred Sanford, Sanford defense. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they were like, he's so old. He's got back he's problems. Frail. He's so frail. Oh, he couldn't he couldn't hurt a fly. He's such a frail old man. And uh turns out the only thing like sick about him was his body we got a lot of testimony yeah, his dick was very ugly yes. had a very ugly dick i don't want a dick shame but ooh, that was a bad that's dick. The, yeah they yeah. had that's the thing is like this trial like they got into it so it's like um there's a lot of talk about his penis that it was one of the words that was brought up was scarred which is very weird um one of um one of his victims said that um, he had needles in his bathroom and they uh, they like kind of put two two together and they were like, I think that he was injecting his penis to get a boner, which is like, I don't I don't know how that even works. Um, and that's not something I wanted to Google either because my search history is already uh, cursed. <laughs> All of our, I yes. think all of our search history is. Mm, oh yeah, we're all on lists. Fight. We're all on lists. Yes, yeah. our search histories are all like <laughs> looking at us with side eyes, being like, "I don't, I don't like what I see." And my browser is always crashing, and it's like because it's sick of the shit. Um, yeah. I have to look up. <laughs> it's trying to kill itself. <laughs> it sees me looking up Harvey Weinstein dick again, and it's like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> no, not today. So we also this was something that kind of like it it um. This popped out to me during the trial. So one of his, um, one of the victims said that popped out. Allison. I know, I know. Words, I know. Mean when and when I lead into what I'm about to say too, it really does fit. It was a very unintended pun. But um, one of his victims said that like Harvey was like, "Will you give me a back massage?" Which gross. Um, but she, but she said that his back was like covered in blackheads, and she was like, "Yuck!" And then. Obviously, like there's like, you know, we 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 learned stuff that we didn't want to learn. I really truly enjoy um the work of uh TLC's Dr. Pimple Popper and even I was oh, like I did she did she get into it? Did she take that on as a side project? No. <laughs> I should hope uh, like, no, not like actually putting hands on him, but like did she did she uh, have like you know uh, share her expertise about what might be happening? She, there? Oh, she should have. She yeah. did not, and probably she should have done a special. Her publicist is like Dr. Sandra Lee. Do not get into this. Don't stay away from this. So on February twenty fourth, twenty twenty, sixty seven year old Harvey Weinstein was found guilty of third degree rape um, and uh, and account of criminal sexual act in the first degree. Um, he, here's the thing. So he got 23 years in prison, but he avoided a life sentence because the jury actually found him not guilty on two accounts of predatory sexual assault. So he could have gotten a life sentence. He didn't. He got 23 years, 
But I mean, he got a license. He, he got a license. Yeah, because he's sixty-seven. So sixty-seven, twenty-three is like he'll be. That's math. I know. I can't. I, can't. I was going to say ninety-four. <laughs> Does that sound right? It's just the answer is the grave. That's right. all yeah. we have. So, um, and of course, like Harvey Weinstein, after he was um, convicted and sentenced, you know, he released a statement being like, I don't know how this could have happened. Oh, no. He's like, justice was not served. Due process is dead. I feel so worried about people going to trial. Now, basically, he continued to be the worst, even after a judge uh, confirmed uh, that he was the worst. He, I mean, here's the thing. He's like, of these same this the same ilk of like Donald Trump like just like yeah. these entitled narcissistic psychopaths like they I don't either they have convinced themselves of an alternate reality or they are so good at bullshitting and that they've always just done it that they uh, it, it's a, reality is meaningless and they've gotten away with it for so long. And they've so gotten away, long. so why not, yeah. right? I mean, if I got away with making up lies, well, shit, I'd have quite a different life. Yeah, so they've gotten away with it, so they just keep on, keep on, and then when it catches up to them, they're like, what? Yeah. I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. Yeah, they're like, responsibility, what's that? Um, yeah, oh, and there, there is one thing about this story, though, that was kind of like, I mean, again, the whole situation is bad, but something that was kind of like weird and gossipy about it was... Um, Gigi Hadid almost got to be a juror on this trial. Um, she was, she was selected as like a jury or she was, sorry, she did that thing where they're like, you've been called a jury duty and then they have to do the interview and all that stuff. She didn't make it to the final round. Um, so, you know, we almost had a trial that had Gigi Hadid on it. If that means anything to anyone. Well, that would have been a whole different trial. (laughs) Okay. Now... On to our number one top story. We made it. Um, So our top story of 2020 is, drumroll or trumpets. I think angels sing it like an angels choir. Oh yeah, do that, do that. See, that's good. We don't have to pay royalties for that. It's the year of Dolly is our number one. This is such a great honor, as I mentioned before. I can't tell you how much this makes me proud. And I mean, this year was trash, and Dolly was one of the lone sparkles of the year. I mean, every year is the year of Dolly Parton, but she gave us so much this year. I'll just go quickly go over a little bit of what she gave us. St. Queen Dolly, she gave us a Christmas album. She gave us an Emmy-worthy Christmas movie. Uh, We learned that her company produced Buffy the Vampire Slayer back in the day. I never watched that show, but people who watched it, that was good news for them. Uh, She voiced her support for Black Lives Matter. She made Stephen Colbert cry with her gorgeous voice. She pretty much called RuPaul homely (laughs) during an interview with Marie Claire. She also, in that same interview, let RuPaul know that drag is a job to him. It's a life to her. She does it 24-7. And Dolly Parton donated $1 million to COVID vaccine research, and that money helped fund the Moderna vaccine. So Dolly pretty much destroyed corona for everyone. Unquestionable. And and this child actor, like on the set of Dolly's Christmas movie, uh, uh, she said she was- Not Greg Troder, right? 
Not Rick Schroeder. No, that he was. Yeah, he was, he was he in a person the, this movie. He was in the Code of Many Colors thing that they had on Netflix a while ago. <gasps> oh, and yeah. I'm sorry I brought it up, and uh, I hope Dolly strikes me dead for doing. <laughs> She'll forgive. And me. he was not in one Dolly movie. He was in two. I think. Yeah, he likes Ricky Schroeder. Yeah. Well, he was available. Yeah, <laughs> and cheap. <laughs> exactly. But. So this this little child girl actor was in the Dolly's Christmas movie, and she said she was walking across the street to take her position for a scene, and a car was coming at her, and Dolly pulled her back. So Dolly saved lives left and right. Uh, she continues to run Dollywood. She continues to run her imagination library, which has given out millions upon millions of free books to children. And she does it all in um, three to five hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this last episode about Dolly getting three to five hours of sleep. Can you run on three to five hours of sleep? Mika? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. No, um, I don't no one can. It. Only Dolly yeah. can. Like sometimes you do hear about like senior citizens sometimes like not sleeping, like not Are needing you sleep. The- but I feel like she's no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> like some citizens who are senior, right? <laughs> sometimes don't need that much sleep for some reason. But Dolly is obviously not of this earth or in a, I mean, she's human. She's the most human, but she's somehow extra human. You know she's what I mean? She's superhuman. Yeah. So, superhuman. yeah, she's superhuman. So. She's like an X-Men, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that Dolly is looking out for us next year, too, because she is turning 75 on January 19th. And she's going to show her titties, but not really, right? Yes. Playboy. And she's, yeah, she's a, she wants to do Playboy for her 75th birthday. So if she does uh, Playboy's January issue, shows her titties or not shows her titties, that's a good way to start the year. Absolutely. It's the best yeah. way to start the year, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Dolly's Chi-Chi's. Yeah. But she's going to also have to, like, think of a way to heal us after that because after we all see her beautiful body in playboy we're gonna be like all passed out on the couch needing help she's gonna have to fly over our homes with like water and tylenol and wet washcloths for our forehead allison i think you're putting too much on dolly i know with her brilliant light she's only one woman. on us to heal ourselves like she cannot be responsible for everything she can she's given us so much. you're right she can like she can bring our horse asses to water and teach us to drink yeah, you know, because, you know, you can teach a man to fish. I mean, you can give a man to fish, but you can also teach a man to fish or something from the Bible. Is that <laughs> what that is? <laughs> I've not read the Bible. You don't need a Bible. You don't need a Bible. Just You just need Dolly albums. That's all you need. I, it is all you need. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you've got you drama need. of all sorts. You've got the one song um, where she burns the orphanage to the ground. You've got the song where she meets a weird guy in a shack and then uh, Kenny Rogers lives with him forever. No, Joshua. <laughs> Joshua, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Evening Shade, she burns the, the orphanage down. Like, Yeah, you got songs about betrayal. You've got everything. you got busted you got fake eyelashes you know yes. she's got her false eyelashes i love false. dolly so much you guys you don't even know no <laughs> yeah so all her songs are the bible yeah. yeah yeah and mika she knows how much you love her she's like santa she knows i hope so like literally like the only person like that's a celebrity that i've ever written about that i 
kind of somewhat sort of hope has read what I wrote. Dolly Parton and Cher. That's it. Those are the only two people's opinion who I care about. I mean, they're some of the only ones that matter. So there's our top 10. So raise a glass uh, to Dolly Mm -hmm. for being a rare bright spot in this trash year. So at the end of our year-end episode last year, we did predictions, Mm -hmm. meaning we guessed shit that we thought would happen in the next year. So we're going to see how accurate Alice and I were with our 2020 predictions last year. Spoiler alert, not at all. (laughs) So we asked which couple will shock us all by breaking up in 2020. Mm. Allison, you said Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom or Taylor Swift and Joe Allen. Both both going strong. (laughs) Both are still together. I guessed Will and Jada Pinkett Smith. I was close. (laughs) Michael, I think that you should get that one because they technically were split up when they got entangled. I think that you kind of are right on that one. I think on a technicality, you could take that win if you want. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. So... We also asked, who will Pete Davidson date mm-hmm. next? Allison, you guessed Maya Hawk or Billie Eilish. I don't know why you hate Billie I know. Eilish. Why I'm you sorry, wish Eilish. that upon her. But um, that did not happen. I guess Madonna, which was a reach. But um, yeah, I don't even know if he's dating anyone that we know of. And also, Madonna, I mean, is, well, she's uh, considerably older than uh, Kate Beckinsale. But he did shock everyone and go through an older woman yeah so i thought he was going to do a repeat of that yeah madonna seems like she would be into him and then we, uh what is going to be the story of 2020 none of us said a pandemic i know <laughs> wow we were you, so... mean, you mean it's your guys's fault that this nobody saw this coming and if you had only yeah. predicted it we could have saved hundreds and thousands of lives yes exactly wow um so Alan Sin guessed a big company like Disney or Netflix is going to be accused of faking streaming and box office numbers. You got industry. You got Hollywood Report. I did, yeah. I just don't, uh, like, would that have been a big story? Well, I mean, the, Warner, the Warner Brothers yeah. thing is a huge story with them, like, dropping all their movies on HBO Max. That's true. That is Again, true. I feel like I was. I'm gonna. I want to give myself that one because I'm always so deep okay. in no, all you, these predictions. No, you. I give it to you because you had like an industry scandal that pissed a lot of uh, people off. So, and then I guess that Kris Jenner will get charged with tax evasion, and all of the Kardashians would be implicated. And sadly, that did not happen. They did lose their show, though. Yeah, their show. Okay, I'll give it to myself. Give it to yourself. <laughs> Okay, so that was last year. So this time around, we're each going to throw out our predictions about anything. It could be about anything. Um, and if you get if you get one right, so that means you know you're a bona fide future seer, and you should start your own psychic network, basically. So Mika, you go first. Okay. Uh, okay. So real quick. So um, I think that in 2021. Uh, John Travolta is finally going to come out of the closet. and he's Oh, my God, you had mine. Scientology. Oh, shit, we should have crossed streams. <laughs> no, it's a good one. <laughs> he's going to officially leave Scientology, and it's going to be like the 
the brick that started the downfall of yes, Scientology. I totally see that happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's one. And then another one, I that's think one. that uh, Banana is going to break up as soon as she hits that first post-quarantine red carpet. Mm-hmm. Like this was fine for now. Like, I know they're like engaged or whatever, but like, she's not going to let him put a baby in her while her no. career is still hot. And I think that yeah. she, as soon as she can like go out and mingle with other young, hot, celebs uh, ben is going to be left with another horrible tattoo yeah and then that's a good one uh and then here's my here's going to be the big story of 2021 you ready yes okay chet hanks uh-huh. is going to be nominated for an oscar for okay. portraying bob marley in an <laughs> adaptation of a brief history of seven killings by marlon james and but he will lose to Joaquin Phoenix in Joker 2, Electric Boogaloo 2, a rare double sequel. <laughs> and that is definitely... That's definitely It's going to happen. Yeah. It's definitely happening. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, like I don't gamble, but I'm going to like, after we're done this, I'm going to Google like Las Vegas, how to put money on something. Just drive. Just drive to Las Vegas. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's COVID. Yeah, I'll do that. Might as well. I mean, it might as well already have happened. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Okay, Allison, what are your good. Okay, so I obviously uh, majorly suck when it comes to, like, predicting who's going to break up. So I steered away from breakups, and I'm going to predict people's, like, love lives. So actually, unlike Mika, I predict that Ben Affleck and Anna DeArmas are going to get married. And I think, like, early... Oh, no. I, it's okay, I swear, I totally think they're going to. Cut to okay. me next year being like, well, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> what? You mean next week? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ooh, should I, should I live on that one? Um, but I also think that my, so I've got some like dating predictions. I think Pete Davidson is going to start dating that TikTok girl, Addison Ray. Don't know who that is. Okay. She's like, she's a big star on TikTok. I'm is she yeah, like a dancer or this. a comedy? Or... No, she's like a dancer, but she also has been sort of taken under the wing of the Kardashians. Like she's oh, apparently okay. like best friends with Kourtney Kardashian, which is so weird. That's the weirdest friendship. And she's doing movies now. She has a boyfriend, but, but I think that she's going to date yeah. Pete Davidson. Yeah. Pete Davidson's going to homewreck that relationship. Mm-hmm. And no question. Her. So I think that there's going to be like a big name hookup, like Michael B. Jordan and Florence Pugh are going to get together or something. I think that Chloe or Hallie of Chloe X Hallie, one of them is going to get surprise married. And I think that Timothy Chalamet is going to date somebody 20 years older than him. That, okay. And then my last prediction is, and this is like based on Meghan Markle with her like um, fancy uh, latte startup. I think that some famous person is going to get involved in some kind of um, tech startup that's going to sort of like blow up, like blow up in a bad way. Like it's going to be like um, a legendary kind of like failure and i think it's gonna be army hammer and i think it's gonna be some kind of like uber for shaving or something like that <laughs> what uber for shaving yeah, like, what? It's gonna be, what is he's gonna like invest all explain of this... this business model to me please okay so <laughs> yeah i don't know someone comes over to your house and shaves your face or something i don't know i haven't okay. thought it through i'm obviously not gonna that's like a fetish <laughs> michael i swear that it's not i swear that i didn't come from a place of horniness with this. i mean she's like I, is there like an app where I can like have Army Hammer come and like wax my cooch? Yeah. 
Army Hammer is, uh, he's rich. He doesn't need that kind of like side this gig money. But he's thirsty. So, you know, yeah. never, never discount thirst. Yes. Well, anyway, I think that he's good. I think something is going to happen with him in that way. And it's going <laughs> to, I think he's going to invest his money in a bad way. It's going to change your vaginal landscape. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Right. I have three yes, quick Michael, ones. Go. Um, I like Mika, I uh, think that John Travolta will come out as gay, leave Scientology, or more stories will come out about like him being a predator mm, to massage therapists right. mm-hmm. and he'll get canceled. So um, that's one. The uh, This one, the second one is a reach, but it's something that I've been guessing would happen for a while. I think that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are going to get back together. <gasps> no! Take that out of your mouth. Because their divorce is so drawn out that part of me thinks like they can't let go, you know, and they still have like fire in their loins for each other. I mean, Don't it could you be think an Brad STD, can let go but... and then maybe she can't? And it's not even let go of him, it's just let go of the drama? I don't know. I think like they... Yeah, maybe, but I I think like they can't let go of each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they're gonna get. Back so you, what you're it's probably probably not gonna so happen. I mean, I hope it happens because that would be <laughs> that would be a, that would be one hell of a week for us. <laughs> but so, Michael, you're saying that you think that Angelina Jolie is gonna like Elizabeth Taylor, Brad Pitt, and like marry him twice? Uh, yeah, I not marry, but I think like once their divorce is finalized, finalized, they're gonna get back together. Oh my wow. gosh! Okay. Wow. And lastly, continuing with our Dolly Parton uh, theme, I think Dolly will do a daytime talk show and finally take down Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> as the daytime queen of daytime. Okay, so that's our end of the year wrap up and our last episode of the year. Thank, 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 thank you, Mika, for doing this episode. My with us. absolute pleasure and honor. So, so Your much fun. I love always. you guys so much. Yeah, love you. And we you can find me. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. And you, oh yeah, because we can't afford that song. Wait, Mika, quick, claim it as a parody, and then you can get, you can bypass it with like the weird alley yeah. laws. We are family. <laughs> I won't tell you what that means. <laughs> Uh, you can find Mika on Delicit, of course. And um, if you've got a question or a note for her, you can email her at MikaDelicit.com. Her name is spelled M-I-E-K-A. Her Twitter handle is BabyChoby, C-H-O-B-Y. If you, if you know me long enough, you get the secret of what that means. Baby Chobi. Okay, because yeah. I have really wanted to know this. I'll tell you guys off mic. Okay. <laughs> yes, on, the, on our Patreon. On the Patreon. On our Patreon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Allison and I want to thank everyone who has listened to us all year and sent us emails. Yes. Thank you. It warms our cold, dead hearts. Yes. Honestly, from the absolute tippy top bottom of my heart. Sorry, I don't know directions. Yeah. I, <laughs> we, yeah, we absolutely love, love everyone who listens and it's wonderful. Thank you. And if you haven't rated or reviewed us yet, please do. It'd be the best Christmas present ever. And if you've got a question for us, email us at dtp at delicit.com. So thank you. Hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Here comes Happy New Year 2021. Here's the baseline. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom.